You are listening to Mini Bows and Magic by Marina Mouse Vlogs, and here's your host, Marina Mouse. Hey guys, Marina Mouse here from Marina Mouse Vlogs, and welcome to our podcast, Mini Bows and Magic. Today's podcast is sponsored by Thomas Kincaid Studios, and we are talking about The Mandalorian. And my cousin Anthony's here. Sup? Sup? <laughs> so this is like his genre, his venture. When I said we wanted to do a podcast about it, he was like, get me on. So... Before we dive in, we're going to do a quick segment of Disney News. Today's Disney News is broadcasted by Anthony. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had to do that. <laughs> so that was your son, little baby Anthony. He's so cute. I, ha- I had to put that in. I thought that'd be hilarious. But today's news is about Pedro Pascal, the Mando, the Mandalorian. Gotta be honest. There's some drama about him that he wants more FaceTime. Bro, you're in a suit... Of Bast, what the heck is it called? Bastel Steel. <laughs> I have it written down. What's it called? I'm just gonna let you keep looking. <laughs> he. No, I here's really my wrote opinion. it down. When he signed his contract, they explained to him it's Bascar. Bascar Steel. I was close. <laughs> when he signed his contract, I found it. Bascar Steel. <laughs> <laughs> when he signed his contract, he was told that he's gonna be leaving his helmet on the whole time. Now he wants to be, he realizes it's a big show. He wants his face to be out there. He wants to do more movies. He's about to be in Wonder Woman. He's from Game of Thrones. Nobody cares. Put the helmet on. Be quiet. Maybe season three. I got to agree. And like nothing set in stone. There was questions if he was leaving or not. We're going to get into this a little bit more, but I was underwhelmed when the mask came off. No (laughs) offense, Pedro Pascal, but I was underwhelmed and not for nothing, 90% 90% of the characters have one, maybe two episodes in season one. Like yeah. Cara Dune, who I think is awesome, was in two episodes. Yeah, they very they really wanted to go with more of like just every episode's its own thing. You can watch one episode and not even watch the whole series and kind of get an idea of what was going on. But for him, I don't even think he's the person walking around half the time. He's probably just doing voiceovers. I know Maybe. he has two body doubles. Really? I yeah. mean, he gets he gets his ass kicked a lot. Yeah, he's not the best fighter, even though he's supposed <laughs> to be a world-class fighter. He gets thrown around a lot. It's the but, suit. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. He needs to really just either do the show or don't. I mean, they could find someone else to do the voice. It's not yeah. really a big deal. Find some humble pie. I think you're doing great as the Mandalorian, but take this as a win and let's move on. Disney does have a history of recasting people if they give them a hard time, especially Everybody's when it comes to Marvel. But uh, so we'll see what happens. But he he did a very good job for the few words he says in the show. <laughs> but we'll get there when we start talking. We about will. It. We're definitely going to get into that. That's our Disney news for today, and we are talking about the Mandalorian. So we're going to do a quick segment, get to know Anthony, and you guys are going to get to know our guest star today. What's your favorite thing about Disney? Uh the food. What and that was my question too. What's your favorite <laughs> Disney food? Disney food or just food in general? Give me a restaurant. Right. Give me so a my snack. Favorite, my favorite restaurant in Disney is um, the Cellar. The Cellier in uh, Canada. In Epcot. In Epcot. It's ridiculous. The poutine, the steak. It's all very, very good. Yeah, me. Um, outside of Disney, I love the California Grill. I love Cali Grill. Good um, sushi. Great sushi, and that's kind of. For restaurants, those are the ones I could think of. I also, I actually listened to your podcast before. Oh, so um, <laughs> the uh, Animal Kingdom, Tusker House, I do love their dinner. 
Not All the right. bre- I've never had the breakfast, but their dinner is also very good. Awesome. What's your favorite park? Uh, I guess... I'm going to say now it's probably... Uh, I was going to say MGM, but uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios. Um, Star Wars, uh, Galaxy's Edge being there now, and then it does have probably the two best rides Are in all of Are those your top Disney. two rides? Because that was my next question. Uh, yeah. What's your top ride? Um, probably... Like thrill ride is probably the Aerosmith roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And like, if you were to meet one character, who's your favorite character? Meet. <sighs> I don't really go for the characters when I'm guy. there. It's not really guy uh, just the first one that popped into my head is um, Russell from. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Russell. I love meeting Russell. Russell's kind of my up. spirit animal. A little bit. <laughs> I love that. All right, so as we said, this episode sponsored by Thomas Keehan Studios. I don't know how much you guys know, but amazing Disney art. They do really great landscapes, too, and they're known as, like, the painter of light. Like, everything looks like it's, like, glowing. Like, if it's a cottage, you know, in a forest, it looks like there's, like, lights glowing from the inside. But Thomas Keehan Studios is doing a Mandalorian series coming out. So exciting. Um, They're launching four out of eight images. The first four are coming out on October 26th. And it's going to be of the eight in total based on chapters of season one. Each image focusing on a pivotal scene. And they're really going to kind of look like the real portraits of the actual scenes painted from the show with like the luminous light effect of Thomas Kinghead Studios. The first four coming out are going to be called Turning Point, Mudhorn, The Escort, and Child's Play. So... We know the child is definitely going to be in one of them. And the Mudhorn, which when I was taking my initial notes, I wrote giant rhinoceros thing will be in (laughs) one of the (laughs) furry eggs. I did write that too. We'll be in it. So super exciting. I do have a link in my bio of all the Thomas Kincaid paintings that they're launching and definitely check that out. So now going into the Mandalorian. Mandalorian is on Disney+. Plus. There's a new season coming out October 30th. And, I mean, if you don't know the basis, it's the travels of a lone bounty hunter, the Mandalorian, set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. So now I'm not a Star Wars person. Like, I went into this blind. Like, I knew Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, and I knew, like, Rey was, like, a young new person and like that's literally it an unpopular opinion and i hate to say this because i'm really sorry to everyone i think chewbacca is the most annoying character in all of cinematography history you're gonna get a lot of emails i'm really sorry i love meeting chewbacca but like i just don't want to hear that like (laughs) like three hours straight i can't do it it just it really got to me, and I loved Chewbacca before I watched Star Wars, and then once I started watching, I was like, I can't. I gotta walk away. I have to move on. But we're gonna play a quick game of Would You Rather before we do. Just give me a quick synopsis of, like, how you feel about The Mandalorian. Like, did it live up to the Star Wars hype? Are you a Star Wars person? Yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan, obviously. That's why you asked me to come on here. But um, <laughs> it really... One of the cool things, and one of the things that I wanted from Star Wars ever since Disney bought it was, and they said they were going to make a bunch of different movies, even some one-off movies, TV shows. Is I wanted, it's such a huge universe. I wanted these little stories mm-hmm. that you can tell that can be a Western or maybe you do something, you know, even like a romantic comedy. You could do whatever you want now yeah. uh, with Disney+. Plus. Even Marvel's about to do it. So just anything, just to, this universe is huge, expansive, with amazing stories to tell, and this was a Western that 
I, I like Westerns also, so this really <laughs> was just almost everything I could have asked it to be. And I have to be honest, like, Star Wars is too big for me. That, like, it, I really struggle with following along and understanding, and, like, the fact that it goes out of order, like, you're killing me. Like, I just can't wrap my brain around it. I enjoyed this more than I liked Star Wars. I binged all eight episodes in one day. I'm also, like... It's COVID season. I'm home. My building is still closed for work. So, like, Chris is like, what did you do today? And the Mandalorian was on the list for yesterday. But I fully understood, like, more than I thought I would. Some of, like, the backstory was complicated. Like, I was like, what the heck is a TIE fighter? And I figured that out later on. But I, I liked it. I thought it made sense. I thought each episode was so clear on, like, what the storyline was that, like, you could really, like, synopsis recap each episode with like this is what happens and it was cool yeah um one of the things uh i was telling you before we started recording that there's another show on disney plus called disney gallery and it's the um, behind the scenes of them filming it and it's the first episode of that is uh, i think there was five or six directors and then the, uh, two producers who sat there and talked about each episode and what they did with them and how they decided they were going to do it. And they, they really wanted to tell their own stories, each director. Mm -hmm. And that's why it really seemed like each episode was its own thing. One of the things I will say about being confused, I was a little confused when I first started watching The Mandalorian as well because I never watched the Star Wars cartoons, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, me either. Um, but when I had my baby and COVID happened, I was home a lot more. And <laughs> got to recap. Disney Plus, luckily, you're able to get all those things now. I watched all of them, and now I know all the backstory stuff that uh, people were so happy that they put these little nuggets in yeah. the show. Uh, Dave Filoni, who's one of the producers and directed a couple episodes, is the showrunner of both of those animated series. So and, it makes sense uh, that he, he kind of like he put his He knows voice Star in. Wars like more than almost anybody. Yeah, I had our uh, our good and knowledgeable friend Wikipedia at my side. <laughs> yeah. And Anthony even said like take notes while you're watching. And some of my notes were like black hooded things with red eyes. Jawas. <laughs> Speak Jawa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're called Jawas on <laughs> Sandcrawler. Yeah. So I really I went in blind. And but that's something, one of the there. first things you see in the first Star Wars is the I knew that they were familiar. Yeah, familiar. Yeah, on Tatooine with Luke, and that's where he gets R2-D2 and C-3PO is from Jawas. I will say C-3PO is one of my favorite Star Wars characters, because I think he's so sarcastically funny and like doesn't try he's to be. He's a little sassy. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to play a quick game of Would You Rather. And I hope that you're proud of me because I asked Chris, my fiance, like, <laughs> do these questions make sense? And I think I did good. I made all these up. Right, Would we'll you see. rather be part of the First Order or the Resistance? I mean, the Resistance is kind of um, World War II Germany vibes. So I think <laughs> I'll go with um, the First. Uh, I was going to say the First Order. The Resistance. <laughs> the Resistance. Yeah. Even though the First Order, they have cooler uh, gear. You they, know? they really are. They're scary looking. All right, would you rather have your travel buddy be Chewbacca or C-3PO? We know my answer to that. Yeah, I'm going to go Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> one, he, he knows how to fix a ship if it gets damaged. And See, I would have Quill would with me. annoy me so much. Quill could fix my shit. I have spoken. <laughs> Darth Vader as your dad or Maleficent as your mom? Uh, Darth Vader is my dad. He had a redeeming moment. I don't he know did. if Maleficent has redeeming <laughs> moments. I haven't seen those movies. The live action, I feel like you see her soft side. Would you rather only drink blue and green milk or only eat the sweet and spicy popcorn in Batu and Galaxy's Edge? I didn't have the popcorn when I went. It's um, like grape and chili pepper. 
that's supposed to be really weird. Uh, I guess the milk then. Because I did have the milk and it was very good. Uh, favorite rides? Smuggler's Run, Star Tours, or Rise of the Resistance? I don't know if you've been on Rise of the no, Resistance. No, Rise of the Resistance. I went um, to opening day of Galaxy's Edge at Disney World, so it was not open yet. You would like that ride a lot. Yeah, I, Smuggler's Run is absolutely awesome. I mean, you're sitting in the Millennium Falcon cop. Pit, and that's just something that uh, every Star Wars fan has wanted to do uh, since they saw, you know, the first movie. So, yeah, I gotta be gotta honest. Go I felt Run. like I was underwhelmed by Smuggler's Run just because the scale of it seemed small to me. Like it's just a screen, and you're in a metal room. Rise of the Resistance, the scale is like times a million. I went opening week on Rise of the Resistance in December, and it's a it's a cool ride. Yeah, it's a really it really cool looks ride. like it's cool. Uh, Smuggler's Run. I also want some redemption because my father-in-law, we were both gunners, and he beat me because I just thought <laughs> I could hold down the button the whole time, no. and, and I was cheating. But uh, it was actually giving me accuracy. I was losing points. Losing for accuracy, accuracy points. So. All right. Well, we're diving mm-hmm. into the Mandalorian. Are you ready? Born ready. Born ready. All right. So I mean, I took like some talking points we could talk about cast and characters but one thing i do want to say like it was written by john favreau john favreau i love him yeah so he directed iron man one but i love him like way like we're 90s babies like born in the 80s raised in the 90s like um... he's in their replacements he was in um he was in friends Uh, see i don't know if you've ever seen swingers no i mean every guy um, who saw swingers thought it'd be cool to just be in Manhattan and wear <laughs> probably sports coats and just call <laughs> your friend baby constantly. I, I love him. I think he's so cool. And the fact that he's like transitioned into the writing and directing, like good for you. Yeah. So he, he directed Iron Man one and he's been in every other Iron Man and, um, Marvel and Disney obviously like him. liked him and we're like, let's use him for this. And he did a great job along Agreed. with, um, Dave Filoni. Was another... That's the one who ran the cartoons. Gotcha. All right. So we could just kind of like dive into talking points. Like what are some things that you want to hit on? I mean, we could talk about the child. So freaking cute. I can't even handle it. I loved Baby Yoda just as much as everybody says that they love Baby Yoda. Yeah. Even before you asked me to come on this podcast, I was watching the episodes again, kind of getting ready. And like still every time he comes on the screen, I smile. Uh, It's... A little corny, but they so definitely fan serviced everyone a little bit, which I is something that people to say hate. That too. But he's awesome. A brilliant, brilliant way to get the capture of every type yeah. of audience member. Yeah, everyone loves Put a, baby. a tiny, cute little yeah. green guy in, and everybody's gonna love him. Even like he's touching the buttons, and yeah. he's like, "Don't touch that!" And yeah. then he like takes the ball off of the stick thing yeah. in the ship and there's so even a cute. funny moment at the end where um carl weathers says do the hand thing baby in one of the last <laughs> episodes he just puts his hand up and doesn't do anything which is very cute i do and i liked that they had like funny moments throughout like there was one scene and like chris was kind of telling me before i watched she's like you know everyone makes fun of stormtroopers that they can't shoot and they captured the baby and they're sitting waiting for like the checkpoint and they're shooting at something on the ground and nobody hits the target I thought that was so funny. And they also didn't say, like, we're missing. They yeah, They just kept no. shooting like, yeah. like that's their normal life. That episode was actually directed by Taika Waititi, who's also, he did uh, directed the last Thor movie. So he's yeah. oh. dealing with Marvel and Disney, and they brought him in, and uh, he's absolutely hysterical. He also was the one who voiced, uh, I think he's IG-11 in the show. I was show, just about to say that name sounds really, yeah, really familiar. 
Yeah, he is um, IG-11. Yeah, and so he voiced that and he directed that last episode and I think he did one other episode. I just thought that part was so funny. And they like ran out of ammo and were like, well, I guess we're not going to get it. (laughs) Um, Speaking of IG-11, I liked that there was like that turning point. So he, IG, I call him IG-88 because in, um, I think it was Revenge, I forget what movie it was, but it was... He just stood in the background. That robot was in the background behind Boba Fett, who was the most famous Mandalorian before this show in the Star Wars I have Wars a question universe. with Boba Fett that Chris helped me with okay. later. Um, so he was just this thing that stood in the background and didn't even move. So if the movements were all in this show and you got to see like how they He moved move a lot, stuff. too. Even it's like very his cool face how spun he around spins and spins around and he Holding the baby, I loved that. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, incredible. I thought that was really cool when he like was protecting the child and I'm like... How are you going to shoot with a baby carrier on? And he like spun his whole body around to like protect him. I loved that. Although I didn't think it was the smartest idea that Quill was almost at the ship, which we're going to have to get into that. R.I.P. Oh my God. It like really broke my heart. I was really upset about that. There are going to be spoilers in this for anyone who hasn't watched The Mandalorian. It's a little late. I think you've, yeah. I think you've, uh, I totally it ruined bit. it. But not for nothing. <clears throat> season two comes out October 30th. So binge, get into it. Like, coming from a girl who doesn't like Star Wars, sorry everyone, watch The Mandalorian, but Quill is almost at the ship, and IG-11 takes the baby into the battleground. Like, what kind of protection order is that? Well, he is a uh, bounty, you know, bounty hunter droid, so. I just thought that that was a little bit weird. Yeah, and especially just he was riding with the baby in front, like not even behind him (laughs) on the speeder bike, just heading straight for them. Yeah, I mean... Baby Yoda is like, and is it Baby Yoda? Like everyone calls so him the child. The child is the name that Disney goes with. Like even the Funko Pop I have says the child. The child. Um, and like the the child on board, like those baby on board I have stickers. that on my car actually. Um, but yeah, it's every Baby Yoda just took the internet by storm. Even if you so didn't watch cute. the show. Well People deserved. were like, what is this thing on Twitter? Even down everyone... to like eating the frog. I was the like, frog, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Playing with those kids, chasing the little blue and yeah. that little, uh, those little rice paddy fish things. farm or whatever that was. Yeah. yeah. So he's the best. Loved it. Um, so going Also, he's into... 50 years old. I know. And everyone was like, how is this thing? Because really, you don't know that it's going to be Baby Yoda. That's his bounty. No. Like he's looking for this 50. I have it in my notes. Looking for a 50-year-old target. And then he travels to Navarro with the help of Quill and teams up with IG-11, but then turns on IG-11. And Baby Yoda was almost killed in episode one. Obviously, they weren't going to ruin mean, the but, series that way. But, but yeah, I mean, it was it was very good. It showed his heart kind of start to get a little yeah. more full for something. Who other knew than, Amanda wanted to be a dad? Yeah, who knew? But as <laughs> uh, you know, we get to and later in the series, he was a foundling. Yeah. And now this is his foundling. Um, full circle. I just kind of hope the show goes on for years and he just grows up and like, you know, it's like teenage Yoda at some point. Like and, Groot. How yeah, he yeah like, exactly. And he just gets yelled doesn't at leave for, the room yeah. and <laughs> gets yelled I think at for it. I'm going to get like, you know, people who are mad at me if I'm wrong with this, but I think Yoda was like 400 years old. I don't know. When he uh, died in you know, the second Star Wars. Sorry if you haven't seen <laughs> Spoiler alert. Star Wars at all, but... Um, so we have to go into talking about Quill. I think he calls him 
Quill, but I'm just going to say Quill because it kind of sounds Yeah, he cool. also calls him by his race. I forget what his race was. Adorable. But, um, and he actually looks, I forget what's the actor's name again. Did you have that down? No, they did not give me that. He's a famous, uh, I can't think of his name right now. He's like a famous actor, but he looks exactly <laughs> like him. Like they just pretty much made it look just like him. Please I can't don't think be insulted. Right I have a, I have a picture of all the characters this in case good, we needed this it. This is good radio of us, uh. I don't know who he was, though. But, so, I also, in my notes, called... I asked Chris, like, what are the things... Or maybe I asked you, what are the things he rides called? And they said, not important. I called them dinosaur tadpoles. But I loved that he, like, raised the dinosaur tadpoles. He's, like, not on IMDb, right? No. Because I guess because he's the voice actor and not the actual actor. Because he's probably a lot taller. Probably. But he, like, raises those dinosaur tadpoles. Yeah. They look like dinosaur Because um, the Mandalorian fights them. Yeah, and, and he's, he's like, like no, I want, no, save like, them. Yeah, like, I want them to And I thought them. that was a cute, like... Uh, I believe they were in maybe one of the shows also, one of the animated series. They show me. up, but they're not overly important in the beats gist me. of Star Wars. I thought it was cute, cute, too, though. It was like a Mulan moment where he's, like, teaching him, like, <laughs> I'll make a man out of you. Teaching this, him how to ride the dinosaur tadpoles. This is one of my... Uh, things that gets my wife mad is I've never seen Mulan. I do know oh that Mulan was God. in the show, though. What do you mean? The actress who voiced Mulan, Ming-Na Wayne, was in one of the episodes. She was, right? Was she Fennec? I forget. She was the bounty with the annoying guy who wanted to just join the guild, but that was Mulan. I th- I really thought so. She looked so familiar. Yeah. Fennec was the... She was the bounty that the I called him the rookie because I don't know what his name was, but yeah, he wanted to like get into the guild, and yeah. then everybody turns on everyone, and the Mando's the only one who survives. Um, but Quill dies, and he's like heartbroken when his dinosaur tadpole dies because he has three of them with him, and the dragons come, and like one of them gets killed by the dragon, and one of them gets like stolen by the dragon. I hope in his in his afterlife he's with his dragon tadpoles. Yeah, I don't know about Afterlife and Star Wars that much, but uh, I, you know, yeah, I hope it's... It's so cute. Yes, it was, he's, he's, he's spoken. He's like a really good mentor. I have spoken, you know? <laughs> I It's really also great, it. like, can't argue with anybody after they just say, you know, I have spoken. Like, I know. What do you want for dinner? <laughs> Pe- pizza? pizza? I have, I have spoken. spoken. <laughs> you don't get a choice because I have spoken. That's it. I mean, he's so admirable, too. Like, he doesn't want to work. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is my well, free time. Well, he was a time. slave, pretty much, Yeah. You know, leading up to his freedom so you know he doesn't want to work for him. he, he only him. worked for them because he wanted to loved much. him yeah, um good. who else i also really loved cara dune and she was in fast and the furious and i like kind of had a girl crush on her yeah, in she fast used and to the fight furious. um mma before she became an she's actress. badass yeah, she's a, but like pretty badass yeah. I liked her. Yeah, she was kind of, I guess, your female empowerment character. Like I liked that, her because there wasn't really a lot of that in this. Uh, I mean, if you show, were to, she was awesome. If you were to, like, she was never really injured throughout the series, and Mando would have literally been killed every single episode had Mando it not had a lot been more for armor his than armor her as well. Yeah. But like, she yeah. didn't get hurt and had no armor, and he almost died with his armor. Yes, she was. She was Ooh, a badass. She cool. she was a. Um, I think they called it a sky trooper uh, for the rebellion. So she used to drop in. Is that why she had that tattoo yeah, on her arm? Yeah, she had to hide in the last episode. Yeah. She was cool, though. Even like when the giant walker things. ATST. Sure. We're going <laughs> to attack that like farm village. And yeah. she's like, no, no, no. We're going to dig a trench and then it's going to fall in. Yeah. And then we're like, smart. Yeah, they were a great team. Yeah. Together. They really, because he was kind of just quiet and she was a little more. Yeah. 
I liked her. And I th- as much as I hated when, like, the child almost killed her, I thought it was cool when they were, like, arm wrestling and, like, yeah. really, like, building that camaraderie. They also brought love into it, which the woman that he, I, which I don't know how you fall in love with a man in a mask. He barely says anything and you don't know what he, not that it matters what you what he looks like, but, like, he really doesn't see or say anything. But um, she was in Twilight, in case anybody cares. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> she was in Twilight. She was um, like one of the wolf, one of the wolves. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry to throw you off. <laughs> what did you think of that episode, though? I mean, the kids are so cute. I really wanted, I hope at one point they go back to that land and like have another episode and like maybe settle down yeah, or I something. I think that should be like his ending. He should end his up end. there um, after he drops Baby Yoda off at his house um, or house <laughs> at his planet or wherever. <laughs> no, he's um, going to keep him forever. Okay. <laughs> Please. That is the way. That is the way. The force is strong with this one. Um, and then I had my notes at the end, and I like was just so taken off by this. And this is literally what I wrote down. Where is it? Finale. Mando gets the jetpack from the armor, which that jetpack is awesome. Yeah, Boba Fett had a jetpack, so that kind really of like cool. set the tone for them all having jetpacks. And I liked that it was like he evolved as a Mandalorian because the other people that like saved him at one of the episodes, he was like, I need one of those. And then she gives it to him like, you've, you've earned your keep. Yeah, one of my favorite things about the show is someone who plays a lot of video games is it's kind of like... He's collecting his armor as he goes. Yeah, I mean, it keeps upgrading. That you do in video games is upgrading your armor. So it was a little cool uh, to see that happen. But I wrote, um, gets jetpack from the armor, kills Gideon, leaves Grief and Kara to be a dad? Question mark. Um, I think but the, the armor. I think they call her the armor. Yeah, the, the armor. Mandalor, the armor. That's what I said. From the armor. You saying it like armor? It's all right. It's fine. People don't care about I how don't it. Know. Sounds in the podcast. <laughs> Um, I'm also calling them dinosaur tackles. exactly. So, yeah, she um, says that he pretty much should, like, raise him. But I think she leads towards, like, telling him to bring him back to his... Like, bring him home. Find where he belongs. Oh, my God. Imagine if there's, like, a village of little baby child. Well, that's what he said. Because she says that he's a Jedi, pretty much. And he's, like, a sorcerer, they call him. And he says... um, do you want me to go to this planet full of sorcerers or en- enemies or something <laughs> along those lines? I just watched it before we started, so that's pretty fresh. But um, yeah, I guess that's what the story is going to be for the next couple seasons. Yeah, um, the I'm guy- intrigued to see because I really thought that they did a good job. That like, even like when they weren't connected, like the random scene, the random episode where they like go to the prison prison ship. Yeah. Like, even though they weren't all, all connected to each other, I liked that each episode had, like, a good storyline. Yeah, I mean, you're. I feel, I don't know if you're done reviewing the episodes, but you're leaving one of the biggest parts is Moff Gideon is alive. Yes. And he has the Darksaber. Do you that, know what that is? So Chris said it, but it, it looked like it wasn't shining, which means that it's got to be special. So, but even his gun, I was telling Chris, and I like that they call them blasters, but his <laughs> his blaster, like, he got shot in the back of the head and, like, felt it differently than everything else. He's got to have good weapons. So it appears that Moff Gideon is a Mandalorian for, in That's his what that past. Um, no, but he knows his real name, which was Din Djarin. Yes. The Mandalorian. And he and the Mandalorian obviously knows who he is. Now, the quick story behind the dark saber, uh, which I did not know when I first saw the show. I'm like, oh my god, a black lightsaber. That's yeah. cool. 
Um, but after watching um, the shows, is that the only Mandalorian Jedi that was his lightsaber? Wow! And it's kind of been like passed along. Like the Jedi's held it for one time, the it's Mandalorian like the stole it back from them. Harry Potter reference. <laughs> but um, whoever owns that. Um, uh, lightsaber. lightsaber is supposed to be the ruler of Mandalore, which is the planet where the Mandalorians come from. Wow. He doesn't seem like he'd be a good ruler, though. No, I don't think so. He's a great villain. He's pretty much yeah, always he's plays a, a villain, villain in like every show. Breaking Bad and a whole bunch of other things. He's in The Boys now. He's a bad guy, so he's, he's on a lot. Yeah, and talking about villains, like we got to bring up Grief Karga a little bit, who was like kind of his friend, kind of his boss, but then kind of turned on him, was totally going to sell him out, got saved by the child. Like, flipped back, like, bro, you're losing credibility if we should trust you or not. So I am a huge Carl Weathers fan. Uh, I did like his I, character. I love, the, I love the Rocky movies. They're probably my favorite movies of any movie series. Fave. I love Rocky so much. Um, so he's Apollo Creed. He's awesome. And he's great in the show. He's just kind of like, that's one of those things that since the first Star Wars with Han Solo, like, bounty hunters are sketchy, you know? Well, they, yeah. They kind of do what's best for them to kind of get out questions. of situations, you know? So, um, you know, it's really, you know, just kind of the way of life for these down and dirty backwater people in the Star Wars universe. I also had to tell myself, like, maybe the dragons also have poison because that gash on his arm did not look as bad. He was like, oh, it's really bad. I'm like, bro. I don't think he acted that scene Put too Put a band-aid great, on. Actually. Yeah, it wasn't great. But that actually was an important scene for more than just that movie because um, that was the first time you saw someone use force powers to heal someone. Yeah. And that episode came out right before the last Star Wars movie. And... Spoiler alert oh. for people who didn't see the last Star Wars, Ray uh, uses that power to heal. She so she also used it. So that kind of like within a couple days of each other because I think they released it's that. Like, this is a thing. They released the episodes on a Friday, but they released that episode on a Wednesday so that you could kind of be like, look, that power exists. I mean, they were kind of foreshadowing it the whole time. Like yeah. even when he had what did he like get stabbed or shot or something? He was and, always like, reaching. He for kept. Him. Yeah. yeah, he kept like going up to him, and I'm like, let him see what he's going to do. And he was just kind of like, sit down, be good. So going into, we talked about how Thomas Kincaid sponsored this episode. If you were to think about like what scene was so pivotal, like what what Disney art would you want to like put on the wall? Um, I think if you go back to episode, chapter two, when he is... Uh, With the egg? Not, and then well, that's episode two. Yes, it was that episode. But when he's on the side of the sand crawler, like with his grappling oh, yeah. hook, and the Jawas are just throwing things at him, like I think that would be an awesome uh, painting. I also wonder too, like the like Thomas Kincaid is the painter of light. If they're all like around the fire with like all the dragons coming oh, in, and it's like cool. kind of like scary illuminated, yeah. I think that would be really cool. But I also just want like a really cute painting of the child, like. Doing something cute. Yeah, it was one of the... My wife doesn't like uh, when I get Funko Pops. uh, (laughs) But she bought a child Funko Pop for me because she was like, all right, this one, you need to have it. I hate when Chris gets Funko Pops too. (laughs) I think I let him keep like three on display, but he has like 40 of them. I'd probably allow one of the child. (laughs) Yeah, it's very cute. They actually have one, I think, either coming out or whatever I saw of him eating the frog. Oh, God, (laughs) that's got to be a good one. And then they'll do, like, his little carrier bassinet. Yeah, for sure. I hope so. 
So also the artist that's doing all these Mandalorian paintings for this new series, his name is Monte Moore, and he's actually doing a Facebook Live at the end of October. So the date's still pending, but definitely check out my Instagram, and I do have a Facebook page, Marina Mouse Vlogs, and you can kind of watch him draw um, on these Facebook Live events. So I love when they do stuff like that. It's I mean, I have, I'm not artistically talented, but totally, totally cool. So before we do our ending questions final synopsis rating of the mandalorian i liked it i would give it like four or five four and a half mini bows out of five for someone who likes rom-coms and not action how many mini bows would you give it uh i refuse to grade by mini bows <laughs> i'm gonna give it five out of five baby yodas five out of five yeah the child or five is... out of five um eggs the Fair, rating is eggs. strong with this one mudhorn eggs <laughs> <laughs> Harry Mudhorn eggs. So we're going to end it off with superlatives. So you're going to pick your tops. Better bounty hunter, the Mandalorian or Boba Fett? Boba Fett is one of the most overrated characters in, in any Star Wars overrated. history. That's kind of he shows up, he really doesn't do anything, and then he dies like the very beginning of the next movie. Or at least you think he dies. There's rumors he may actually be in the next season of Mandalorian. Um, <clears throat> so the Mandalorian, even though he gets his ass kicked in his armor. Uh, yeah, I would say the Mandalorian. Maybe best Cara car armor wins. is pretty good. You're kind of <laughs> bulletproof. Deadliest weapon: the Mandalorian sniper rifle or Darth Maul's lightsaber. So, quick, funny story about that: um, his rifle that he has. That thing like disintegrates you into ash. So when uh, Darth Vader hires Boba Fett to get Han Solo in the Star Wars films. He says no disintegrations. Oh, no one has ever known what that's meant until, until we saw the weapon. they finally disintegrated someone, and that's it real. was kind of a big deal. Um, I'm gonna go though with Darth Maul's lightsaber because that thing is just sweet. Really cool. Best mode of transportation: a Tie Fighter or an X-wing. What would you rather travel in? So the difference between two Tie Fighters are faster. Oh, okay. But X-Wings have hyperdrives on them, so they can travel like by themselves speed. at light speed. TIE Fighters cannot. So I'm going to go. And X-Wings, ever since you see one as a kid, like the wings open up. And it They're goes really from a cool. normal looking plane to having that you know, X-style wing. It's amazing. I do like that. Most badass chick, Ray or Jin Erso? You took her questions, right? This, so is, this, is, this is a good one. Because Jin Erso, for only being in one movie, is awesome. And that's... Really, I liked her. That's really one of my favorite uh, Star Wars movies, too. Because, again, it's outside. I mean, it's based into the original series, but it's its own thing. It's its own story. Everyone, spoiler, dies at the end. So Everyone they, does. There won't be a sequel. Um, it's like the Avengers. They yeah, all die. You know, so, but I would, I guess, Rey, because she has force powers. So. Force powers. Vicious villain, Darth Vader or Darth Maul? Who's worse? So. Doesn't Darth Vader, like, you... See his soft spot? At the end, um, I actually recently read the Darth Vader comic, and you really see, like, once he's, like, right after episode three, kind of him getting his lightsaber, and he is vicious, killing everybody. Yeah. It's really crazy. Darth Maul dies in the first movie he's in, episode one, but they brought him back in the animated series. You know, his legs were chopped off, and he had robot legs. That's cool. But he was very cool, uh, but you can't go against Vader gotta go vader best hero luke skywalker or the mando i mean mando saves the child and luke 
uh, saves the empire. Yeah, Luke. I mean, (laughs) as a kid who grew up on the movies, Luke is, you know, Mandalorian's got to do a little bit more before he gets to Luke status. Okay. I feel like this is an easy one, but class cutie, Baby Yoda or Ewoks? I, um... Ewoks are really cute. I think when I was a kid, I loved Ewoks, but I hate them now. Um... So Baby Yoda for the win. Also, Ewoks did not blink in the original movies. George weird. Lucas went back and CGI'd them to blink, <laughs> which is really weird. But obviously, it's the child is the, the one child. Uh, who's the better mentor, Obi Wan to Anakin or Yoda to Luke? So Obi Wan turns Anakin. <laughs> Anakin, <laughs> I'm not going to blame Obi Wan for that because Anakin had his own problems. I love Obi Wan uh, more than. A lot of people, I think, I can't wait, he's going to get his own Disney Plus show coming That's out, cool. which is going to be awesome. Um, but I'm going to have to go Yoda to Luke. Yoda. You know. And best dress, the Mandalorian or Darth Vader? Uh, Mandalorian, Darth Vader. Darth Vader needs his suit to live. I was surprised, though, that the Mandalorian had a cape. I had like an Edna Mode moment where I was like, that thing is going <laughs> to get him away at some point. No capes. Especially now that he has a jetpack. Like, how does he not yeah. set it on fire? But, I don't know. Uh, it must be a Beskar cloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Mini Bows and Magic, about The Mandalorian. And thank you so much, Thomas Kincaid Studios, for sponsoring this episode. Definitely check out the release of their Mandalorian artwork series on October 26th and October 30th series season two premiere of The Mandalorian. Holy Hannah, are you excited? I'm very excited. I think it comes out at like 6 in the morning. Really? Yeah. You think you'll wake up early? Uh, Depends if the baby's Well, up. since I've been working from home <laughs> since COVID, I'll probably, no one from my job will hear this, so I'll probably just watch it like while I'm working. <laughs> but uh, yes, I'm very, very excited. Especially it's Halloween weekend, like maybe yeah. get some Mandalorian kids come. Well, no like one's going to be theme. coming to your doors this year, but uh, yeah, it should be really cool. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, shoot me a comment on my Instagram or leave a review on Marina Mouse Vlogs um, on podcast or Spotify. Definitely subscribe. And thank you again, Thomas Kincaid Studios, for sponsoring this episode. We'll see you in a New York Magical Minute.